I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast, For the Health of It, episode 29. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're going to talk about today is something that a lot of you do. A lot of my friends do. A lot of my people I know do. And we're going to talk about how alcohol actually affects your life. What does alcohol do when it gets into your body? Now, we all know you get drunk and you get stupid and you fall down and you make bad decisions. We all know about that. But I want to talk about it from a physiological standpoint. What happens when it gets into the brain? What happens gets into the liver? and what it can do short-term as well as long-term. I was a guest on a show uh, a couple weeks ago, and one of the questions that came up was, uh, there was a new study out that showed that binge drinking uh, has long-term adverse side effects. And I thought, do we really need a study on that? But the, the host, um, I was the guest on the show, and he said, uh, so tell us about that. What happens? And I started talking about the nucleus accumbens and dopamine receptor sites and how you get pleasure out of it, but it affects the liver and affects the testosterone levels drop when you drink alcohol. And so I thought, eh, it's probably a good, good idea for a show. So that's kind of what leads us to this today. And that's where I come up with my show topics, by the way. If you're new to the show, I am Dr. Joe Esposito. And I, I listen to my patients. I listen to my coworkers, listen to my friends. And I say, okay, what can we talk about? What's hot this week or what's hot today? In fact, I was just, um, just before I came on the air, I was talking to one of my friends, one of, one of the anchors here. And um, she, she had some hand sanitizer. And I said, I wouldn't use that if I were you, Sabrina. And she said, why not? And I said, well, commercial hand sanitizers have something called triclosane. And triclosane, when it gets into the body, stimulates your estrogen receptor sites, and it acts like you have excess estrogen. And we don't need any excess estrogen in our body. We're, most of us are already estrogen dominant. And she put it down and she looked at me. And I've known Sabrina now for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And she said, I never heard that before. I never knew that. I use this stuff all the time. I said, well, you shouldn't. And she said, you're right, I shouldn't. So no matter how many shows you listen to, you're always going to pick up new information. And that's when I put my shows together. I always think, what's going to be new and fresh that you've never heard before? I always think about my producers. What, what, what if my producers, although they've heard every show, TV, radio, they've heard it all, what can I put in here that they're going to walk away and go, that's something I've never heard before? So if you want to listen to more shows, you can go to my website, drjoe.com. We have well over 1,000 shows uh, archived there, videos as well as audios. Um, if my podcast is for the health of it. If you have a podcast service, you can go for the health of it and you can, you can binge listen to the shows. But today we're talking about alcohol and research, cancer research. Researchers in the United Kingdom have concluded that drinking as little as one glass of alcohol a day increases your risk of developing bowel cancer by 10%. The more you drink, the higher the risk of cancer. So most people don't think about alcohol and bowel cancer. Guess what? That's another problem. You just think about your liver, your brain. How about your colon? Studies showed that if you drank uh, more than 30 grams of alcohol a day, which is less than two pints of a strong lager, raised your cancer risk by 25%. Now, a lot of people have drinks every day. I have friends um, that will drink, you know, I guess one friend will drink five or six beers a day and still function. And I'm amazed at that. He's a doctor. And I'm like, don't you know, ah, I like to have a couple of glasses of beer, I like to relax at the end of the day. And then his wife will have a couple of glasses of wine. It blows my mind. Now, you will pay for those sins, by the way. 
No one is going to get out of there scot-free. If you drink, you will have to pay for your sins later on in life. And when you're younger, many times you're bulletproof. Because when I was young, and I don't know how old you are, but younger people uh, don't realize the consequences of what happens to their body. And to go off on a tangent, there's a part of your brain called the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is the thing that helps you realize that there's uh, consequences. And it's not really truly formed until you're around 23, 25 years old. So this is why when you're young, you do stupid, crazy things because you don't realize the consequences. You're not able to process it through your prefrontal cortex. As you get older, you're supposed to get smarter. But many times we don't. And so there's a problem there. But anyway, I digress back to the prefrontal cortex. So alcohol can actually increase your risk of cancer. And that's a big concern because a lot of people think, well, it's got to be good for me, the alcohol. I stapled all my notes together here, so I got to tear them apart. So if you're drinking alcohol, you got to be careful with that. And if you have a history of cancer in a family, well, then you got to be more careful. So why drunk people take risks? Let's talk about that whole prefrontal cortex thing. New brain imaging shows that social drinkers have decreased sensitivity in the regions involved with detecting threats and increased activity in the brain regions involving rewards. So what happens is you're getting pleasure out of drinking and it stimulates that part of the brain and it shuts down the part of your brain that gives you logic. That's why you do stupid things. And that's why you wake up the next day feeling awful. After alcohol exposure, threat, th threat detecting brain circuits can tell the difference between threatening and non-threatening social situations. So where you might look at a guy who's twice your size and four times as big and you won't poke them in the chest. If you're not drunk, you pr might do it when you are. So when participants received a placebo instead of alcohol, that placebo be not real alcohol, but they thought it was, they showed greater activity in what's called the amygdala, the insula, and the parahippocampal gyrus. These are parts of your brain that are involved with fear and avoidance. So once again, you become fearless. And it shows up um, when shown a picture of a, a, a fearful expression, uh, a facial expression. So they did these tests on these people and the brain just wasn't working like it's supposed to. Meanwhile, activated areas of the brain that are important to reward system. And that's where your problem comes in. We get high. And so many of us do things because we get high. Sugar gets us high. You eat a little bit of sugar, stimulates the nucleus accumbens. Nucleus accumbens stimulates the dopamine receptor sites. You start getting high. And when you get high, what do you want more of? You want to do things that get you high. I mean, think about that. Uh, if you're like me, and you probably are because your brain works similar to mine, you'll do something like breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, bagels. I remember a while ago, I was, uh, was in New York. I guess I was in New York. Now, I'm from New York. Well, from New Jersey originally, right across the river. And the bagels in New York are just off the chart. I have to give the breads. And my grandmother, Grandma Esposito, said to me years ago, because I remember when I first moved to uh, the Atlanta area down south, I said to her, why can't we get good bread in Atlanta? And Grandma Esposito, in her infinite knowledge, said, uh, Giuseppe, it's because of the altitude. And I said, the attitude. No, the altitude. The altitude. So when I was living in Atlanta, 900 feet above sea level. New York, New Jersey, Rome, Paris, San Francisco, sea level. So my grandmother, who never, I don't think, ever went to school, maybe a couple of years way back when, we think she was born in the late 1800s. We're not even sure because she didn't know when she was born. But she knew that depending on the altitude of where you were and the barometric pressure, she didn't know that word, would change how the bread tastes. So I went up there and I had to have a piece of bread. Now I'm a vegan, I don't do any animal products, so I made sure there was no animal products in it. And I had a piece of bread, I think it was a bagel, and it was just off the chart. 
It was so good. So what did I do? I thought about, I got to get more bagels. I want to eat more bagels. So I'm st- I ate something that stimulated the pleasure centers in my brain. And even though logically I knew I shouldn't be doing this, it's gluten, it breaks down into sugar, it's not the best thing for you. It's, I couldn't stop my brain from thinking that. So I had to actually take a, a, a conscious effort to step back and say, stop doing that. And it was tough because the bagels were everywhere. So that's what's happening when you drink alcohol. We've all done it. You have one drink, ah, I'll just have one more. Ah, I can have two more, I'll have five more. And then you get really stupid. So it's affecting the brain in a very dangerous way because you don't start to realize the risks that are involved in, how about driving? How about drunk driving? That's a perfect example. Now, if you've had one too many cocktails, you feel direct effects on your brain and it's slow reaction time, slurred speech, loss of balance, uh, impaired memory. This happens because alcohol raises the level of dopamine in your brain. You're getting those pleasure neurotransmitters, the dopamine being released and you start feeling good. It also alters levels of other brain chemicals like GABA, which inhibits impulsiveness. So when the GABA levels start to drop, you'll become more impulsive and it affects glutamate, which excites the nervous system. So now we're looking at alcohol from a, a chemical and a neurophysiological standpoint. It's not all about, hey, let's have a margarita and feel good. It's what it's doing to your brain. Now, what this study does, it highlights the fact that if you're drinking, you're likely to take dangerous uh, risks. Now, aside from well-known uh, neurotoxin, alcohol can damage the, abilities, the body's ability to respond to stress. It impacts your immune system, so you're more likely to get sick. So folks, here's the thing. If you're 100% healthy, and I don't know anyone who is, but if you're 100% healthy and you have a drink, eh, okay. But now we're starting to see it's affecting the brain, it's affecting the nervous system, it's affecting your body to deal with stress physical, chemical, emotional stress, and it's now affecting the immune system. So if you're sick, if you have uh, autoimmune disease, if you have cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, neurological issues, another reason you wanna stay away from alcohol because it's weakening your immune system, opening you up to more serious problems like infections. It can affect your hormone levels. It increases your risk of cancers like mouth and larynx cancer, esophageal cancer, liver cancer. I know I got all my notes here, stapled here. Colon cancer, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, lung cancer. I don't get it. I used to drink. Never liked it, actually. I remember even in high school. Oops, got a bell down there. When I was in high school, I would uh, go to football. I played football and hockey. And so at, back then, it was a little different, even though 18 was a drinking age, if you were under 18, you went to somebody's house after a football game, the parents would have a keg of beer and you'd be able to have a beer. And it was not that big a deal, but I never liked it. And so finally, I remembered this, this, this I don't know, this, this, this epiphany coming over me. Wait, you don't like drinking. It makes you feel awful. Many times I fake it. I'd have a beer, I'd be standing there, you know, hanging around, looking tough with my football jersey on, my long hair, my beard, and I'll look around and I'll go, I'll dump it out. And give me another one. Just trying to be cool. When I finally came to the realization, I can have the same amount of friends or more, have more fun, be able to drive my drunk friends home and myself, and not feel awful the next day. Why would I want to do this? Didn't make any sense to me, so I stopped drinking. So the last drink I had, I think I was 28 years old. Had a glass of champagne. I was on vacation. I was in a place called Anguilla, this beautiful island. And we had a villa and the villa was right on a cliff and the ocean was crashing at, at the base of the villa and it was just beautiful. And they sent a bottle of champagne to our room. And I said, man, what the heck? I'm gonna have a glass of champagne. Drank the champagne, felt awful the rest of that day, felt awful half the next day. And I said, I'm done. So you don't have to drink folks, trust me, to have a good time. Alcohol damage your ability, we talked about to respond to stress. 
alcohol exposure resulted in abnormal low, low levels of key stress hormones like corticotropin releasing factors. Now, when you're under stress, your body releases hormones. And this is good because it allows you to deal with the stress short term. If you're not producing these hormones, now the body isn't able to deal with the stress. Now, there's three types of stress. There's chemical, physical, and emotional stress. So chemical stress would be what? Food, drugs, alcohol, environmental toxins. Those are the things that most of them you have control over. Now, I understand you don't have control over sitting in traffic and there's a, a car spewing out exhaust in front of you and you're sucking in those chemicals. You may not have the ability to deal with somebody who uh, you might be in an elevator with somebody with perfume. I'm not a big fan of perfume ever under any circumstances. Uh, if you want to smell nice, you can use um, uh, teach, uh, essential oils. Tea tree oil is one of the essential oils. So you can use essential oils if you want to smell nice. But please, I'm begging you, don't use commercial perfumes. They have phthalates in them. Phthalates affect your hormone levels. So if you're on alcohol, if you're drinking, it lowers your body's ability to deal with stress. Chemically, you have control over a lot of it. Physically, let's talk about physical stress for a second. You might have back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, arm pain, hand pain, wrist pain, numbness, tingling. These are all physical stresses that go on in the body. Maybe you worked out and you're sore afterwards, physical stress. So if you have physical stress, you want to try to get to the cause of your physical stress and not just treat the symptoms. And that's what so many people do. I have a headache, I'll be honest with you. I will take an acetaminophen. Acetaminophen, by the way, helps block pain. Ibuprofen helps block inflammation. So you know the difference. I'll take acetaminophen and it'll help my headache, but then I'll go to one of my doctors. I'm a chiropractor and I have uh, several other doctors working in my offices and I'll grab one of my doctors and say, uh, you know, Dr. Irwin or Dr. Dave or Dr. Cat or Dr. Gale, take a look at my neck. I got a headache and they'll check it out. I usually have a bone out of place. I'll get adjusted and my, I got to the cause of my headache. So I'm not against you covering up the pain short term. But I want you to understand, I want you to get to the cause of the problem. So many times people have physical stress and it's 100% fixable. Maybe it's a bone out of place pinching a nerve. Maybe it's a muscle spasm. Put the bones back in place, open up the nerve supply, fix the muscle spasms, pain goes away. You can address that. But every day patients come in our offices and they say, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer so long with my neck pain, my back pain, my shoulder pain, my sciatic pain? Friends of mine, I get texts probably two or three times a week from people I know or people, friends of friends of friends. And they'll say, uh, can I come see you? I've got a neck pain. I've got a back pain. I'll tell you a little secret. Every time I come into the studio, I don't think there's ever been a time in the past year or so that somebody doesn't stop me and ask me some health questions. I've got acid reflux. I got shoulder pain. I got jaw pain just before I went on the air. Somebody had jaw pain. And it's really cool because I'm like the go-to guy now. It's like, well, Dr. Joe will know how to fix this. And usually we do. But if you have pain, chances are you're suffering needlessly. And I don't want you to suffer needlessly. I want you to get it fixed because pain is a warning sign. It's telling you something's wrong. So if you have pain and you're drinking alcohol, your body's less able to deal with the pain. Now you think you think to yourself, but Dr. Joe, I have pain. I drink, I feel better. Short term. Long term makes the problem worse. So I don't know why so many of you are suffering needlessly when now you know an answer. Can we help everything? No, we can't. We can't fix everybody. Can we fix most people? Absolutely. And that's what's so cool about my team of doctors. They're pretty cool. And they're my doctors too, by the way. Patients come in and say, well, how do you know, how, which doctor should I see? And I, I usually try to ma match the personality of the patient with the personality of the doctor. But I tell them, listen, I'm their patients. I'm a patient just like you are. And I want to get the best treatment available. That's why I hire the doctors that I do. So what 
back to alcohol uh, affecting stress, we talked about chemical stress. We talked about physical stress. The emotional stress we may not be able to fix. I may not be able to fix the fact that your significant other left you or that you're in a financial uh, dire straits or that maybe a family member is sick or died. But if we can fix the chemical and the physical, the emotional is a lot easier to deal with. And if you're not doing things like alcohol, making the problem worse, it's going to make my job and my doctor's job a whole lot easier. So folks, if you want to make an appointment to come see us, I am Dr. Joe Esposito. I'm board certified in chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, double board certified in nutrition, bunch of other uh, degrees and, and certificates. We are in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love the opportunity to work with you and see if we can help get you well. So go to my website, drjoe.com, and we'll set up a time to have you come in. And they'll, my staff can explain to you how insurance works and everything. We file with a lot of insurance companies or in a lot of networks, car accidents. I have never seen a car damaged ever where the occupants weren't. The car is damaged. You were damaged 100% of the time. That's just how it is. And don't let the insurance companies, I was just a guest on somebody else's show and we were talking about this. Don't let the insurance companies dictate your treatment plan. That is the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous things you can do. The insurance company says, I can't have that surgery. I can't have that medication. I can't have that chiropractic care. I can't have that treatment. Guess what? You still need it. Just because the insurance company says you, you, they're not going to pay for it doesn't mean you don't need it. So if you have to suck it up, sometimes you got to suck it up. And it's not that expensive, folks. And you know what? If you're doing everything I say, if you have a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system and good nutrition, the chances are that you're going to spend a ton less money on healthcare. I did a show last week, I think it was, on uh, is organic food worth it? And the answer was yes, because you're going to save so much money eating a healthy diet that you can buy the world's best organic food. Get all the nutrients, all the benefits, none of the pesticides and the dangers, and still have money left over. So if money's an issue, chances are you're just not knowing what to do with it when it comes to food. And I can teach you how to do that, or healthcare, I should say. But alcoholics become uh, unable to activate their stress axis, it's called, the different hormones in the body. And when they're faced with a challenge, and that could be very damaging, you have to be able to respond to stress. And if you're not responding to the stress properly, because alcoholic damage to the brain, it can lead to some real serious long-term issues. So it's not really hard to figure these things out. Oop, there you go. When you understand what to do. So I'm uh, going to go to a break pretty soon. But what I want to do now is I want to get into a, a detox program. Different things that you can do to get off the alcohol, to get the toxic toxins out of your system. When I was a guest on a show a, a while ago, somebody said, all right, so you have a drink, it destroys a couple of liver cells, what happens? Well, the liver is the fastest healing organ in the body. That's good news. But your liver is really important. Everything you drink, everything you eat, everything you breathe, probably everything you think on some esoteric level ends up going through your liver. And so your liver takes whatever it is, breaks it down, decides where it should go, and then sends it out to that area of the body. And if you're doing a lot of things like sugar, alcohol, uh, bad foods, cooked meats, any kind of meats, I don't eat animal products, but any kind of meats, animal products, uh, especially when you cook them, it changes the molecular structure of the cholesterol and it oxidizes the low-density lipoproteins, a whole nother show. But your liver has to break this stuff down. And here's the other thing. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, how many people have that? Raise your hands. A lot of you, right? If you're on the radio, by the way, you can't, I can't see you raise your hands, only the TV. I can't see you raise your hands on the TV either, folks. But if you have acid reflux, your stomach is not breaking down proteins properly. Your stomach's job is to take proteins and break them into amino acids. The amino acid tryptophan becomes serotonin in your brain, 
which helps you focus and feel comfortable and calm. Serotonin becomes melatonin, which helps you do what? Sleep. So patients come to my offices every single day and my doctors will talk to them and say, if you have acid reflux, chances are you're a little agitated all the time. Well, yeah, I am. I have ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, even bipolar. And we explain to them that the serotonin is being produced from amino acids. And if the stomach isn't breaking proteins into amino acids, you can't produce the serotonin. And they all look at us all the time and they say, that makes sense. No one has ever explained that to me before like that. I said, good, I'm glad we're making sense for you. So the stomach has to be working for the brain to work. Tyrosine becomes dopamine. Dopamine is the chemical that what? Gives you pleasure. Alcohol stimulates dopamine release. But if you're not breaking down your proteins properly, you may have to fix your stomach. And we do that in our offices in most cases, not all, by gently pulling the stomach down away from the diaphragm so that now the stomach can digest food properly. And when we do that, I tell you what, man, your life changes when you fix your stomach. I had that problem for years. I had suffered for years um, with a burping and a rapid heart rate, high blood pressure as a child. Never knew why. And I finally realized the vagus nerve, one of the shows I'm on, they love, they love that. They always joke about the vagus nerve. Is that like the Reno nerve or the Atlantic City nerve? No, it's not. It's a different spelling. But the vagus nerve um, controls your digestive system and it affects your brain. So by pulling the stomach down away from the diaphragm, we take the stress off the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve also has control over your heart and the blood pressure many times will drop. And then we get people on supplements. We may get somebody on nitric oxide to increase circulation. So if you've had a lot of damage to your liver or your brain or anywhere in the body, uh, we have a supplement called Dr. Joe's Nitric Oxide Support and that opens up your blood vessels. I love it. I tell you what, when I take it, I have this burst of energy. My brain is clear. Um, it also works in the romantic department because it increases your circulation to every part of your body, family show, keeping it clean here. But I've had a lot of people come back, men and women, and report back. They took that nitric oxide and they were like, la, la, life was great. So we have that. On, that's on my website, by the way, uh, drjoe.com. Also, the minimum amount of nutrients, whether you're drinking or not, if you're drinking, you probably need double dose, Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're two powders. They taste great. I take them every day. In fact, I just drank some before I came on the air. And I take a scoop of each. I take it with some coconut milk, ramen milk, shake it up and drink it. And uh, it's awesome. Stuff is amazing. And it's the minimum amount of nutrients you should have every day. And so if you don't know what they are, go to my website, Dr. Joe, also available on Amazon, if you have an Amazon account. And I, at least, folks, do it for a month. You probably need, once you do it for a month, and this is what usually happens, people just get on automatic reorder and they're just out of their minds. They're so excited because they're like, oh my gosh, this stuff is great. I have more energy. I feel better. My love life improves. I go to the bathroom better. It's just over $2 a day. It's really inexpensive to do too. So that's on my website, drjoe.com. The nitric oxide, the super greens, the essential source. Bunch of other vitamins too. We're going to talk about that if we have time. Um, we're going to talk about how the alcohol depletes your body of nutrients. And one of the nutrients it depletes very quickly is vitamin B, all the B vitamins. So I have a Dr. Joe's B vitamin there as well. So I take personally super greens, essential source, adrenal support. The adrenal glands help give you energy, help with uh, inflammation, help with your hormones. I take adrenal support, super greens, essential source, uh, B vitamins, um, and those are all on the website, drjoe.com. If I eat a cooked meal, I try to eat a lot of raw food if I can, but if I eat cooked meals, cooking destroys the enzymes, and that means the liver, back to alcohol, has to go through this process of creating more enzymes and helping the body break it down. So if I eat something that's totally cooked, I'll take some Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes as well. And there's different ways you can use them, by the way. Um, I, you know, I guess we cover it real quick. 
if you take it with meals, it helps digest the food. If you take it between meals, the enzymes get absorbed into your blood system and can actually help fight infection. So if I'm feeling under the weather, I'll take my Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes between meals, get into the system and help fight viruses, germs, and bacteria, which is pretty cool. That's a fun little trick. And that's what's neat about supplements. When you know what they are and how to use them and then how to manipulate them a little bit more, it's kind of fun. And that's why I create these supplements because so many people have health problems. And over the 33 plus years I've been practicing, not counting all my internships and schooling, this is what people need. I put together the ones that the people need the most, people meaning you. So folks, if you want to make it, I got to go to a break. When I come back, I'm going to go through a five-step detox process on what you can do to help get your body healthy again. Get the liver healed, get the brain healed, and try to get as much uh, repair work done that's possible. Uh, so if you want to make an appointment to come see us, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. Go to my website. It's the Atlanta area. Go to my website, drjoe.com. You can make an appointment online. You can call us. Uh, we'll explain to you how the whole insurance thing works. We're in most networks. Most networks have out-of-network benefits. Well, it's, it's very complicated. We'll explain to you. If you've ever been in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.